Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast, starring your host, Joe Shortridge, and his crazy sister, Jen. Hello. Welcome, listeners. Today, we have a very, very special guest. It's a family member, which I love. (laughs) That's our cousin, Kim Anderson. Welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I know. Thank you for having me. It's good to hear from you again. Now, when... Joe and I went to New Orleans uh, last month. Was it last month? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before? I can't remember. Time goes so fast. <laughs> it was like the end of February. End of February. Uh, we got to reconnect with our cousins, Kim yeah. and Laura. And it was so exciting to see you. We were just so happy to like just reconnect with family because, you know. It's, it has been so long. Yeah, it has. and Like and, a lifetime. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, being, you know, quarantined with COVID too, you just can't see everybody. But, you know, it, it's it's so nice to like reconnect with your cousins because those are the people you grew up with and and you knew and, you know, your cousins are like your best friends when you grow up because, you know, when we were growing up, that's all you played with were, you know, cousins yeah, and families real- and family get togethers. Yes. So and we have a close family. That's the thing, yeah. too. Yeah, we yeah. do. Doesn't matter how many miles are between us. We're, <laughs> you know, we're all family. and That's right. Gotta stick together. When you see somebody again after you haven't seen them for a while and you just instantly connect and you're mm-hmm. you're right on the same page. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, that's just um, from, you know, my mom's side of the family. Your dad and my mom were cousins. Yes. And uh, so... You know, there were many, co- are many cousins, yeah. <laughs> big Catholic families, right? We have tons yeah. of kids and tons of yeah. cousins. And I, I'm Very sure Irish. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and for our listeners, you know, the reason that we wanted to have Kim on the show today is it's just so fascinating. And we were like blown away when we found <laughs> out this information. But Kim is a mortician. Yes, that's correct. And being that we are in the paranormal realm, Joe and I were like, sit by us. We we have questions. (laughs) We have questions. We were so excited. I don't think we've ever met a mortician before, Joe. No. (laughs) Well, here I am. Here she is. And we went to this fabulously wonderful restaurant called Muriel's down in the heart heart of New Orleans and it was wasn't that fabulous that place that we went to oh man and the way they decorate Mm -hmm. and the food and the atmosphere and the the ghosts yeah we got to (laughs) we got to go up into the seance room that was really cool I I actually felt really comfortable up there yeah I could have hung out there all night (laughs) it was a, a cool place to hang out for sure yeah for sure you know, tell you know just for our listeners a little bit of your background. How how did you become or want to join this profession of being a mortician? Well, it kind of goes back to my childhood. I think I had seemed to be surrounded by death as a, <laughs> a, a child. Back in uh, Illinois, we had many neighbors, friends. Uh, parents or friends either become sick or an auto accident uh, or murder or suicide. There were even two little girls down the street that I used to play with. They were sisters. And I would go over there to play and suddenly we weren't allowed to play in the garage. And then so we'd go down to the basement and I'd go over another time and we weren't allowed to play in the basement. Well, the mother had gone missing and that seemed to throw our our play area off 
strangely enough. Some months went by and he had put out the rumor that she must have left for a boyfriend and um, they put the house up for sale and moved into town into some apartments and uh, the neighbors were complaining about the smell coming from the trunk oh so this was otherwise a very sweet child-centered town (laughs) Mm -hmm. so the police arrived and they opened up the trunk and sure enough that's where the mother was so until they had sold the place and moved the body must have been in the freezer they had a large deep freezer Mm -hmm. I do remember that. I mean, I was surrounded by strange things like that. Mm-hmm. We had neighbors down the street, and apparently he must have been depressed, had a bad day. Now, I used to play with his kids occasionally. Anyway, long story short, he committed suicide. And then one of my sister's best friends from elementary school was murdered. I mean, it was honestly one thing after another. Our neighbors got into a horrible auto accident. The son passed away. But I would just hear about these things, and I would somehow, they were close enough in the neighborhood that I would see things, hear the gossip, maybe see something in the paper. Mm -hmm. And so death was not unfamiliar to me Mm -hmm. as a young, you know, very young person. Mm -hmm. Then we moved to New Jersey and everything was quiet, you know, no upsets like we had there in in, um, Illinois. But then my friend, one of my best friends from high school at age 19, got into a helicopter accident and she passed away. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. It was really upsetting. And that seemed to kind of start the deaths rolling in and mm-hmm. you know into my life and people I knew and was connected to so it just for whatever reason just how fate had it I made friends with a lot of people and a lot of them passed away at a young age so even you know when I was 26 27 there were friends from high school passing away and it just went on and then the friends that I enjoyed music with and we used to socialize with a lot of those friends passed away and I attended a lot of funerals in my early 40s one of my best friends who was my neighbor on the other side of the wall mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she told me my personality would be great to be a funeral director mm-hmm. and you know I kind of was like hmm well that's interesting like, yeah I never expect her to say that. But, and, and so I kind of like looked into it ever so superficially, mm-hmm. but I had a career going at the time and, and I was, I was doing just fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to make a career change. So then honestly, it was about 10 years later, I was in the RN program at this one county college and downstairs in the hallway were caskets. I used to always be like, I'd walk by these caskets and I'd be like, well, this is a little strange. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd go up the stairs and that's where we would have our RN classes. Well, I was not enjoying the schooling. Mm -hmm. It was just nothing but studying. And I don't know. I always thought I, 
I am a studier. I was a good student, but this was like above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was heavy, <laughs> heavy stuff. And um, I just was not happy. I was a very miserable person. So I dropped out of the RN program. A friend two doors down, she was a very good friend. She said, you know, you'd make a great funeral director. I'm like, what is this? It just keeps following me around. So I'm like, okay, well, there are all these caskets down there. They've got to, you know, they've got to have a funeral science program. So I leaf through the um, college catalog and sure enough, it's there just like the caskets were there in the hall. (laughs) And I went and I signed up for that. And the rest is kind of history. I did the course and I took the necessary exams and I'm fully licensed both as a funeral director and embalmer and um, have my national certification. They, they do make you jump through a lot of hoops, Mm -hmm. but um, it's good to weed out certain individuals. I think that's why all those flaming hoops are there. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm sure there, a lot of uh, different personalities try to become morticians. Yes, and... yes, and some of those personalities maybe mm, would not make the best <laughs> no. morticians. <laughs> <laughs> I would think you have to you would have to have a personality to deal with the living and the dead. Yeah, because yes. you know you're ushering people through the a very emotional time in their life, you know, often it's the darkest day of their life. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 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 And it's, it's really, it's like their mind is blown and they're like a deer in bright headlights. Mm -hmm. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They don't even necessarily know what they're feeling. Sometimes they're just so completely overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, uh, is yeah. that something they they walk you through in your schooling is is dealing with the emotional part of the living people who are trying to take care of their to an loved extent ones? okay yes we had a pretty nice book um about different religions and different theories and approaches to um bereavement and we wrote many papers, believe yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, because that's something that we don't ever really think about is that different religions want different styles of funerals and different they do. different rituals yes. of preparing the body and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, it is. You know, and we we think it's fascinating. Like, I know people are like, well, you're so fascinated with that. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's part of life, you know, and, and we... It is having an open conversation about Mm -hmm. it, I think takes some of that stigma of like, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it until it happens. But you know, like I know going through losing a parent, you know, you want to know what their wishes are and, and not everybody has a will or, you know, have told people what they would be comfortable with, whether it's a a, a traditional burial or a, a cremation. Yeah. Right. Yes, it it was um, a difficult subject to bring up with my father who passed away four years ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we finally got to the point where just bringing it up kind of again and again, but like having lots of time in between bringing up the subject Mm -hmm. kind of gave him time to settle into his own, like what he would want 
what he thought was best at that time yeah. for himself. Yeah. yeah. It's it's funny because my mom's like, I don't care what you do with me. I'll be I'll be in heaven. I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's uh, like she has a good attitude towards it, you know. And I think my yeah. dad, you know, when my dad passed away, he was he was so sick for so long and I think he was just mm. ready to not be tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And um, you know, it's 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 a very different experience when you, you lose somebody that close to you. You know, it is. I and hear quick. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's yeah. It's good to have somebody like a professionally trained mortician or a funeral director. But, to, but let me tell you. Yeah. When, when my father passed away, I was like that deer in headlights. Yeah. I really was. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. would think I, I would be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to get everybody through this. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, but I, my mind was blown because he had the stroke and then he died like, what was it? Four days later. Oh, wow. Uh And so I was like, my mind was um, not fully operating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was, that was my daddy. Uh Right. Right. That always comes back to you. You think you're, you can handle it, but when it's your blood, Mm -hmm. it's just a whole nother ball of wax. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I would think that it's almost like a, it's hard to say, like, like a business thing. When you're mm. dealing with people that you don't know, yes, it's more of the business certain... side. Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of like uh, maybe it's not a good analogy, but when I was doing the photography, when I was doing in a studio doing photography, it was all about business. It's I don't know. It's just a strange thing I'm thinking of. Is you put yourself in that business mindset? You do put yourself into the business mindset. It's not your personal loss mm-hmm. but let me tell you 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 really do absorb their emotions oh yeah you you really kind of get caught up and you know you try to maintain a certain like emotional distance so that you can help these people yeah. but um you do feel for them oh yeah yeah so in our in our realm in the paranormal world and relating to being a mortician and a funeral director, we want to ask you a couple questions, <laughs> like sure. the good, the good stuff, cousin, right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Um, you know, one of the things that people ask us all the time, and it's talked about a lot, is is there paranormal activity in funeral homes, and have you experienced anything personally in maybe a mortician school or at the funeral homes that you have worked at? I have experienced a couple of things at the funeral home. The funeral home I currently work at has many branches. Mm-hmm. All right. So my hometown is one branch. The next town over is another branch. I was there as a receptionist for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I had a strange experience. Um, I just, like, I'm very open to any paranormal experiences. So when I would go to the building in the morning and unlock it, I'd walk in and I would say, hello, building. (laughs) You know, how are you doing today? How's my beautiful building? Well, this one time, I opened the door, walk in, I'm like, how's my beautiful building doing today? And I heard in my boss's voice, well, hello there. What? And you were there by yourself? 
I locked the door behind oh, me. Oh my goodness, girl. I said, okay, I wasn't expecting you to be here, Mr. So-and-so. I'm not going to use names. Mm -hmm. And I walked around. He was not there. Oh. Now, that was his voice when I walked into that building that kind of answered my call. Now, at the time, so, was he living he, or deceased? No, oh, living. Oh, okay. Very yeah. living. Okay. Uh -huh. So, so a few months went by, and I had mentioned my experience to a coworker, and she said, oh, that's, and I forget what his name is, so-and-so, he used to take care of the grounds. He's, he's like the resident ghost over there. Oh. Uh, how cool is that? <laughs> so that was kind of like, wow, because I still to this day, uh, how could that voice mm -hmm. have been somebody else's who I know mm -hmm. who is alive and yet that was supposedly like the resident ghost I don't know yeah we've heard that so many times where really? people hear voices of people that they know yeah and it's it's almost like they're mimicking yeah so that yeah. you get drawn into them or something I don't know it's Our, I, but I've heard that so many times I've actually that, heard people say that they heard their own voices too oh really yeah oh that would <laughs> i mean this was freaky enough but that would maybe put me over <laughs> <laughs> and then um another experience during my apprenticeship i i did a lot in the um embalming room and embalmed many uh, decedents so i was working on this one decedent and I was working on him. I was learning how to embalm. And I was there with my teacher mm -hmm. as the uh, department manager. And we're like talking and, you know, we're putting the fluids into this guy and he seems to be taking them all right. And then the embalming tank had a lid that didn't sit totally square on its, on top of the cylinder. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it does have a, like, I can debunk some stuff, but I think I'm just rationalizing. There, there was like a vibration, you know, because the mm -hmm. cylinder, cylinders that held the fluid seemed to just vibrate a little. Anyway, this lid flew like off of the embalming tank, off of the cylinder, like five feet. Oh, and it wasn't wow. like it was just jiggled till it fell over the side. Mm-hmm. It like flew like a frisbee or something, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Oh my god! Like a project, you know, it yeah. projected. Wow, that's amazing. So, I thought perhaps that was paranormal. I am a pretty logical person, and I do like to try and be rational. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, like I had said before, I'm open to paranormal experiences as well. And I've had some some other strange experiences, like when I was in my 20s. But that, with the tank in the embalming room was one. And then over at the um, other funeral home location at the building, with my boss's voice, yeah. that was another. That wow. was very bizarre. That is. Yeah. Now, yep. do you feel that there are spirits in... Like when they're having, when you're having a funeral, do you feel that there's spirits there or even the spirit of the person that's 
having the funeral? I would, I have not like intuitively felt Mm -hmm. anything like that at a, a visitation or a funeral, but I don't see why not. Yeah. I, I do think that it could be possible that they come to their own funeral. Yeah, I've it would heard, be interesting. I've heard sure. so many different stories about that, and I've actually heard where during the funeral they the spirit is there, and at the end of now I don't know about this, but at the end of the casket is where the light is, and oh. they walk, you know, like the their spirit will walk out into the light at the funeral, and there's other spirits there that could not go into the light, and they use that as like a portal to get in there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those things I've oh, heard, wow. but I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I would think, you know, if um, if our body is simply a shell and we have a soul and soul is energy, energy lives on, mm-hmm. it continues after the shell has fallen away. Yeah. I would think if you could be in that embalming room and be maybe objecting to your death, with the lid flying across the room, yeah. mm-hmm. why couldn't you be in there with the casket exactly. at the visitation? I I think it makes a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see who shows up for me, right? Like, <laughs> who came and who didn't? Yeah. <laughs> really? Who didn't is the big one. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> now, and and in what? spirit form you can go anywhere you want so the people that didn't show up you can go to their house yeah and yeah. find out why they're yeah what are you doing that's more important <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i'll tell you about an ex- uh, an experience i had All one right. time I, and i was an apprentice i was um helping uh, another woman embalm this unfortunately young man he must have been about 13 he was hit by a car and uh didn't make it so he arrives at the funeral home and we're taking care of him and i just couldn't help but play with his beautiful hair yeah he had this dark dark brown curly gorgeous shiny wavy you know it was Mm. like between a strong wave and a curl it was just i just had to play with it i played with it for a many minutes (laughs) and then it was maybe a couple days later I was sitting having dinner and I felt something on the back of my head it was like somebody was pulling on my hair and maybe like twisting it and I was swatting the back of my head if in my mind I kind of settled on he was playing with my hair because I played with yeah that's cool yeah and uh, that is perfectly fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's not too scary. I can handle that. Right. Because <laughs> you were showing compassion to him. Yeah. 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 Now, just for my own curiosity, when you are embalming somebody, you're basically, you're replacing their blood with the embalming fluid. Is that how it just kind of like... Re- yes. Okay. That's correct. All right. I just want to make sure I got that right. I didn't know if you liked yeah. just how that worked. We- <laughs> We access an artery, and mm-hmm. that's where our embalming fluid goes in, and we open up a vein, mm-hmm. and that's where their blood flows out. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how And we just, we continue the process until 
the blood is no longer uh, 100% blood and it's mm -hmm. mostly embalming fluid. Okay. All right. Just yeah. wanted to clear that up because I was curious. <laughs> I hope I didn't give you too much information there. Yeah. No, I love it. It's so interesting. <laughs> when you were going through your schooling, do they mention at all paranormal activity or spirit or soul or, or is it just basically this is cut and dry science and... It was mostly cut and dry science, okay. as there were a book or two on bereavement, and there was another book on different religions and mm -hmm. their beliefs and how they handle, you know, um, mm -hmm. a funeral. And it got into just a little bit about the different religions, mm -hmm. but nothing about, you know, if you experience paranormal activity, <laughs> right. do this or right. do that. <laughs> no, no how-tos on that. Okay. Yeah. Just scream, scream and run out of room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they sit up and start talking to you, you better run. Uh, <laughs> no. Now, Go oh, ahead. I, I have to ask. If they did sit up and talk oh to you, gosh. what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd say anything. I think my mouth would just drop open <laughs> and I'd run. <laughs> okay, I have to ask, and I asked, asked this question at dinner, but this is for my listeners. Has a body ever sat up on you? A deceased no. body? Okay, good. No, no. <laughs> is that just a Hollywood thing? <laughs> well, no. I, like in the movies? I've heard that... Um, uh, gases can escape. Mm -hmm. I've heard lots of rumbles in the tummy as gases are kind of, as we're maybe mo shifting the body and, and you hear the rumbles and grumbles in mm -hmm. the abdomen. Nobody has ever sat up. Okay, good. I have heard that there can be like those kind of muscle contractions. It has never happened to me. That's good. I hope it I never know. does. So none, I hope of, it does. <laughs> none of them smacked you or anything? Yeah. <laughs> no. I have had like um, uh, an arm fall off a table and kind of hit my backside. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it would be out the door. Lickety split. <laughs> you know, honestly, you, you get used to little things like that. You adjust to very quickly. Oh, okay. Where it, you're just kind of like, hey, keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you really have to have a sense of humor if you get into this industry. Yeah, 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 for sure. And and we do for sure at work. We um we've got quite a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if you don't laugh about it, it will just like. Oh yeah, yeah. it just builds up. Yeah. You got to release that tension right. for sure. Now you know. This is a, a, just another weird question because, like, you know, I love, like, the weird questions. But have you ever received, like, a very strange request from the family in preparing a body? Like, um, we want them to wear, like, these sneakers or we want to stand them in the corner or, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask yeah. that, too. <laughs> we haven't done any of that embalming where, like, they're sitting in their lazy boy yeah. or they're on a motor. We haven't done anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, we're so traditional down here in Alabama mm -hmm. that, um, yeah, not us. We don't do that. But oh, I'm sorry. What was the first part? Of well, your just question? like you know, like um, strange requests from the family. Oh yes, yes. You know? Okay. Uh, well, not that I've received, but one of my coworkers, he was asked by a family to please remove 
the tattoo on the decedent's arms. Mm -hmm. He had a big tattoo on the right arm and a big mm -hmm. tattoo on the left arm. So I was like gonna help my my coworker here. Mm -hmm. And I set up like a little area with a chair and I had the decedent there and you know, the sheet with his arms exposed and I had a little scalpel and some rags to sop up, you know, whatever mm -hmm. we needed to. Now he, this uh, coworker of mine had ordered a kit and it arrived and it was kind of like the shake and bake bags mm -hmm. but it was like a granular preservative oh okay so he he drew around the tattoo and then he went in with the scalpel and he took off the tattoo from each arm wow. that was really that actually disturbed me a little mm-hmm mm -hmm. I had never seen anything like that. I was okay with it. And I put it in the bag and I made sure it got coated, you know, with the uh, preservative. But that was probably the strangest mm. uh, request that probably we've received at that funeral home. Yeah, I would think that, you know, I don't know how would I feel like if I wasn't okay with it at living, like, yeah, you can have my tattoo, you know, and then somebody came and said, well, after I pass, oh, just cut her tattoo Yeah, just, just cut that <laughs> I want to save that for eternity. <laughs> now, yeah, really. <laughs> and I have seen where people have framed them and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay, yeah. because I figured that was what the family was going to do. Which would be so creepy to walk into someone's house and go, yeah, oh yeah, I recognize different. that tattoo. Did you have that drawn on that piece of paper? Is that? Oh no, no, that's, that's Uncle a... Charlie's arm <laughs> skin <laughs> artwork. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh, good lord. Yeah, um, it would definitely be a conversation piece. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then you know, I know some of the listeners are going, "Ask her, ask her." You know, it's like you almost wonder if that could be a haunting after a while. If someone has a Ooh. an actual framed piece of skin hanging on their wall. Yeah. yeah, because like, you know, a lot of times you get paranormal activity well, with objects, you know, yeah. like maybe a wedding ring or, you know. Donut. You know, it's, it's making a lot of sense to me, actually, because I've known a lot of people that are so incredibly proud of their tattoos. Mm -hmm. And this family was very proud of his tattoo as well. And I think when you have, you know, maybe that strong of an attachment to something, maybe you come back and visit it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I've seen, I think they're the Akushai in Japan, the um, people, it's a, it's an actual gang and they get tattooed head to toe. I think it's Akushai, something like that. I'm Yakuzuna. Sure. Yakuzuna? Yeah. Okay. And they actually have basically did the same thing with all the skin oh my god Ooh, like yeah. from all the body yeah that's so weird i've seen pictures wow. of that that is weird <laughs> well you know things that are weird to us it's just because it's not a part of our everyday costume. right yeah 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 if it was then we wouldn't think much of it mm -hmm. and i've had like when jackie passed away my best friend jackie she was cremated i was actually seriously thinking about it and getting some of her ashes Mm -hmm. and a tattoo done with some of her ashes in it in the ink oh mm -hmm. i've i've heard that like it would be embedded in your skin yes yeah. uh-huh wow yeah i think what they would do is i mean obviously you know how granular it is when 
you get yes. ashes. They would actually grind it up even more to almost a very, very, very fine powder. You can. Mm -hmm. um, almost like just a dust. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't. But you didn't. <laughs> no. Well, you know, talk, like that is maybe the uh, as close as you can get to somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. And she had, yeah. um, um, it was like a Mickey Mouse tattoo. And when I, my best friend Dana told me that she wanted to give me a tattoo for my birthday, I was oh. like, that's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now that I look back at it, I'm kind of glad I didn't do it because I'd have a Mickey Mouse tattoo on, <laughs> which I don't want. <laughs> we disown them from the family. Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to ask you about that, about because I've seen funerals where people are like sitting on their motorcycles and yes yeah, a lot of the foreign countries do that oh no, i see a lot of here yeah. in the states oh, yeah, wow. i'll show you on the yeah. web when we're done oh God. yeah <laughs> it's it's on the web it is amazing it i mean it's got to be a lot of work oh i, I, I really don't know exactly how they do that <laughs> i would imagine that they'd almost have to put like rods or something in mm-hmm mm -hmm. To, to have them maintain um, a position yeah. while the formaldehyde is doing its firming action. Mm -hmm. I would think so. Yeah. They'd yeah. have to have them propped up and oh, mm, interesting. be a lot of work. Yeah. You have to charge double for that, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> it, you'd almost have to plasticize like they do with the bodies in motion and oh, bodies yeah. display, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, I was watching on online. I was looking through those pictures and some of them are just, it's so creepy because some of them have them, you know, I mean, obviously they used to have funerals in homes all the time. Right. And I've seen them where they had funerals in the house because they put them in the chair that they always sat in and they had like a barbecue. <laughs> You know? <laughs> oh my gosh! It makes me think of a Uncle Bernie's weekend. Yeah, weekend yeah. with Uncle Bernie. Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> now, when you're in, you are you know conducting a funeral and and the families are coming in. Have you ever had any of the family members been so? I want to say distraught, but like maybe hanging on the casket where you thought maybe they're going to knock the casket over or like touching the body or trying to grab the body. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. I have seen them kind of cling on to the casket. Mm -hmm. uh, fortunately, you know, everything stayed where it was supposed to. I've seen them reach in and kiss, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, like perhaps they're dearly departed husband i would suggest to people not to do these things mm -hmm. you know there are there are reasons uh it just we we as the funeral home attendant and funeral director we don't want anything to go wrong right, right. and if if somebody is like picked up by their shoulders <laughs> and oh. shook yeah. D don't do that, people. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't do that. Right. <laughs> Just take my word for it. <laughs> yeah, I just wonder because Joe Joe was um telling me about some kind of like netting or something. Somebody put something on a No, mom course. actually mentioned that. Uh there was a funeral uh -huh. that mom was at and the family was so distraught and so rambunctious or whatever you want to say, they actually had to put like a netting over the casket 
so the people yeah. wouldn't get into the casket. Wow. That's a that's a really good idea. Uh, I've heard of such things too, and I also know that um, for a lot of the um, restorative art that perhaps is needed, mm -hmm. let's say on their jaw or their nose or something like that, the netting helps to soften the focus. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Along with you know little dimmer lighting mm -hmm. so that things just look a little more pleasing to the eye yeah cause... but yeah that netting i that would serve as some sort of um an unspoken barrier mm -hmm. you know it's uh, better to... than barbed wire you know, just... <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it's a lot friendlier than barbed wire <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is funny. Now, are you like currently in your job? Are you in the um, funeral home by yourself at all now? Like, do you have to go in like the middle of the night or anything by yourself? No, no, okay. no, I, I do not. Okay, good. Because that's like, how would that be? How would that be having to go in the middle of the night? <laughs> no, no. But uh, years ago, I did have the um, the delivery people who deliver our decedents i don't know if the guy was pulling my leg or what but he said like one time he came to to drop off a decedent and in one of our vans our our body transport van he said there were glowing orbs in Ooh. there Ooh. now it's nothing i ever saw but that was what he said and i can kind of you know understand that mm -hmm. Kind of makes sense to me. It was interesting when my um, aunt Alice died, who was married to my dad's brother, Uncle Jim. They, she was a nurse, and she was a nurse in the war, and they had her nurse's cape hanging up next to the um, casket. And oh, wow. when we were yeah. having the um, like little prayer service, and you know, how, like seven o'clock, you're going to have prayer service. Um, mm -hmm. The coat started moving. You're kidding. No, it started moving. And I thought, oh, maybe, you know, like the heat came on or the air conditioning came on. And I was watching it. And I told my mom, I said, like, you know, nudge my mom. I'm like, look at, look at Aunt Alice's <laughs> cape. It's moving. And she's like, oh, my yeah. goodness. So I went over. And after the the service and looked around, there were no vents around there. Yeah. So I, right. I just thought it was so cool. <laughs> That is so cool. It was almost like, you know, she was just like maybe standing there like playing with it or something. Like, like trying to get people know. to notice that she yeah. was there. Yeah. Never know. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. And just, there's so much energy there too. Mm -hmm. With yes. mainly sadness and maybe some happiness that, you know, happy that she's out of pain or whatever you want to say. I yeah. don't know. But right. the emotion is so high. In, yes, it is. And we say it many times that spirits are drawn to the emotion. And that's mm. one of the reasons why we always say like theaters are so theaters and hospitals are so haunted because of all the emotion. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that. I mean, even in a theater, even with the actors, the emotion is still very times, you know, very often almost real, mm -hmm. you know, is as real as they can make it and then in a hospital you've got life coming in and you've got death going out and upset families mm -hmm. and fear 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 yeah so it's pretty intense uh-huh yeah. 
Now, did when you were in New Orleans, did you get to visit any of the, like the the really unique and and old graveyards there? And if you did, what did you think about them? I thought they were interesting. Um, I don't recall the name of the one my sister and I visited, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, just that the um, the tombs are like out of the ground. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. And then. I was told that they can have um, like an ordinance by the city that if it's a family tomb mm -hmm. and one member of the family dies, they go in, their casket is put in there, and then it's fine up until two years. But if somebody from the family passes away in less than two years, I was told that they have like a temporary kind of um, holding place for them until the two year period is up and then they can kind of dismantle the casket and take the bones and they push it to the side and then they put the latest, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. most recent one in uh -huh. there. That's what I thought was so crazy that there's so, and some of those you look at them and there's like, 30 people in that tomb. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's That's, amazing. Yeah. So many generations. And we were, we, when we were going to the airport, we were driving by one and it was huge. Like I never seen a cemetery that big. It went on for yeah. miles. Yeah. Miles. Yeah. I looked it up on, like, oh my God. On Google Earth. And if you just, uh, any of the listeners want to do this too, you just go to Google Earth, find the, I was going to say Silver Dome, whatever, the dome that's down there. Yeah. And just follow, I think it's Route 10 out, and you'll see these cemeteries, and they're just massive. They go for miles. They call them cities of the dead. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and and they refer to the graves as tombs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. And what I found fascinating and and. You know, I was talking to your sister, uh, Laura, when we went down to New Orleans for the first time was, you know, when they had the um, hurricane down there and, mm. you know, the people that passed away and and just disappeared, you know, like probably went out Where'd in the ocean, the ocean, yeah. or the river or whatever. And we, Joe and I were talking about that. We asked one of the tour guides who was like a ghostly tour guide. You know, we were asking them, like, when these buildings were, like, eradicated with um, the hurricane or the flooding mm -hmm. or whatever, it's like, where do the spirits go? Yeah. You know, they just, like, they don't have anywhere to haunt anymore. It's completely gone. Yeah. You know? Right, like, right. Like, when their structure, if they haunted a house mm -hmm. and that house is now destroyed, yeah, taken yeah. away, you know, um, what... That is really a good question. What would that spirit do? Do they just find another place to reside? Mm -hmm. Or do they maybe kind of call forth the bright light? Yeah, you wonder. Can they do that? Yeah, I it's because it's, we talk about it all the time, whether is it the land that's haunted or the structure? And right. it could be both. Who knows? And, and you think about yeah. that, too, is those structures those houses and all that got washed away so did they follow you know you don't know i mean well that's a question we don't will ever be able to answer but 
it's just so bizarre. And we know that New Orleans is one of the most haunted cities in the United States. Definitely. Because of all the different things that they've had. I mean, they've had diseases. They had, you know, Ugh. outbreaks of yellow fever and fires. The two, yeah. two major fires that completely destroyed 90% of the city. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they, they've struggled with a lot. Mm-hmm. They certainly have. And, and then now these days, COVID. Yeah. yeah. So, and has you know like business? Well, I don't want to say business increase, <laughs> but you know when you have some type of pandemic like that, does it just like <laughs> overwhelm you guys because you're just getting so many? Yeah. You know, new funerals. We were, we were totally overwhelmed oh. for several months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like every time I turned around, we were getting a phone call, you know, or mm-hmm. somebody was. Our transport system, our people were coming to drop them off. And yeah. we had a lot, a lot, a lot. Now things, right now things are kind of on like the low end mm-hmm. uh, for quantity, which is really nice. And we're yeah. really happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, you yeah. know, you you had mentioned earlier that you had some strange experiences in your 20s. Were they paranormal experiences? Yes. Do you want to talk about them? Well, please. (laughs) I mean, at the risk of people thinking I'm crazy, which, you know. Please, girl. Whatever. Um, We're all open to that here. (laughs) All right. So I was in my mid-20s. I was maybe 25. Maybe I was 25, 26. And I was renting out a room from a friend who had like a two bedroom apartment. Now, a couple times we get home about the same time of the day in the late afternoon, walking up the stairs. We were actually walking up those stairs together. And where the stairs came out on the second floor was like just a, a short distance to the kitchen counter. And Dee turned around and said to me, did you stack those spices? I'm like, I didn't know what she was talking about. I'm like, no, I I don't know. What are you talking about? You know? (laughs) And she's like, over there. And I look over and there are these spices, spice containers stacked on top of each other. I'm like, no, I didn't do that. Did you? And she's like, no, (laughs) you know? Um, And so we were kind of analyzing it. It was like, well, how did they get from where we kept them, which was in the cabinet, over to the opposite side of the kitchen on the countertop and stacked? There wasn't any logical explanation. All right. So Mm -hmm. we were like, hmm, this is weird. (laughs) And we kind of shrugged it off. Yeah. Basically, we're like, well, you know, whatever. And then another day, we, we came home. I think I was home first, and at that time, we had three cats between the two of us. There was this huge puddle of urine in the middle of the kitchen. Now, I have to say, I didn't get down and, like, smell the urine. I Mm -hmm. assumed it was urine. Mm -hmm. Cats don't pee down. They kind of, like, pee back. Mm Uh-huh. You know, yeah. kind of out the backside, like. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I don't know how the cats could have really done that. If if you analyze it a little further, it was 
on the floor. It wasn't against a cabinet or against a wall. Okay. Huh. And it was a, a pretty good sized puddle. We didn't know how to explain that either. Wow. It was just really weird. It was. And then the 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 humdinger experience was. <laughs> I was sitting on the toilet <laughs> doing what you do when you sit on right, the toilet. Right. And this is an Facebook? old. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Before Facebook. <laughs> this was a really old structure. Uh, it was about a couple hundred years old. And we had this old clawfoot tub in the bathroom oh, with I one of those, those hoop shower curtains. Yeah, yeah. And the toilet is like kind of catty corner to the bathtub so I'm, I'm sitting on there and it's like at an angle to the bathtub I'm doing my thing and the shower curtain which is on that round hoop starts turning and twisting and it twisted up into a knot <sighs> And I started oh, yelling. I'm like, D, D, get in here. D, get in here right now. And she opens up the door and she's like, what's going on? I'm like, look. And, and she goes, goosebumps. how did you do that? <laughs> I'm like, I can't reach it. Look, you know, here I am on the toilet. <laughs> my arms do not reach. <laughs> and she's oh. like, oh, my God. You had some poltergeist activity yeah. in that apartment. Yes. For sure. And then as the two of us were there in the bathroom staring at this thing, it like slowly and uh, like so slow, it was like intentional, mm -hmm. slowly started to unwind. Oh my God. <laughs> That's, I was like, even now thinking back on it, mm -hmm. I've got goosebumps yeah. all over. Yeah. Wow. It was wild. That was the wildest thing Man. that ever happened in that place that's crazy that... and you yeah. always wonder why yeah you know like poltergeist activity why would they just twist the, the yeah or why stack stack something up yeah yeah i mean it's an attention grabber i know that for sure <laughs> especially when you're <laughs> sitting there and like the curtain just starts creeping like i'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight i cannot <laughs> sleep tonight. It, it just started spiraling and it it twisted and wow. it got tight and it kind of buckled up on itself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Get I, in here. I don't, I, honestly, I just don't know how I would be able to reconcile that in my brain if I, you know, I'm like, it, it's so weird because I, I've seen ghosts, right? I've seen mm. full body apparitions. Oh, I wish I could. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you know, my neighbor lady had passed away. And she was in her 90s and she was a breast cancer survivor and she had open heart surgery and she had passed away. And it wasn't like a neighbor that I saw on a daily basis. You know, I only mm. talked to her once or twice and I would wave hi if she was sitting on her porch. So she passed away in September and then I found out in December, which, you know, I work out of town. So like I'm gone mm -hmm. a lot. And yeah. I woke up one night. I was in a dead sleep. I mean, I was out. I was dreaming. I remember because I was dreaming. And all of a sudden, I felt electricity. It, it's like when you're out in a thunderstorm and you just like all the hairs on your body stand up and right. you get super prickly. And I rolled over yeah. and she was standing there in my bedroom. Like, and she was in your bedroom? In my bedroom, just standing on the side of my bed. And I like, oh, I wasn't wow. scared, but I was like, 
why is she here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why me? Like, maybe because I was nice to her. I don't know. She came to say goodbye or whatever. But maybe I, I she was like milky. She wasn't in color. She was like right. milky, but I could tell it was her. It looked exactly like the shape of her. And I rolled over, not because I was scared or didn't want to say it. I just like my natural instinct is roll over and think of like, okay, what am I going to say? And I rolled back and she was gone. <laughs> She yeah. was gone. Oh, wow. But it was so interesting. Like, but like something that like that, like I wasn't that frightened. Mm -hmm. But if I saw a curtain or something yeah. stacking, that would scare me more than actually seeing a ghost, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we'll trade these experiences. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I think seeing a ghost would kind of like... I would be intrigued like mm -hmm. you were, yeah. Mm -hmm. but I would also be kind of scared. I mean, mm -hmm. intimidated maybe. Yeah. Like just slightly intimidated. Yeah. It's yeah. like, why, yeah. why me? Why do I uh -huh. experience? Why did I experience that? Um, yeah. You know, and, and you don't have any proof. So you tell people and they either believe you or they don't. Mm -hmm. Like most exactly. of them think you're crazy. Right. Um, you're like ghost right whatever <laughs> ghost and i'm like okay but have you ever been in your house and heard somebody call your name and nobody's home like yeah and i'm like okay yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it is a strange thing you can't explain it and um i always say like you know it's so cool to personally experience it I, you know like when i go ghost hunting i don't care if i get a photograph or not i want the personal experience I just want yeah. to know that I saw it, you know, <laughs> like, it's so cool. And that's that, why that, we always say, cool. you know, the best, best ghost hunting tool is yourself. Yeah. Your senses. Mm -hmm. Your For senses. Sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Right. I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, Joe. No, go ahead. Oh, well, when my father was alive, uh, we had a friend in from out of town and we were going to, well, we did. <laughs> we went to this beautiful plantation in Mississippi and they did tours mm -hmm. so we all signed up for this tour and we're you know being led around by the tour guide and he takes us to this one room and he was like this was the sick room this is where they would lie when they were like um, terminally ill and mm -hmm. uh, several had passed away in this room and if you take a picture of this bed in your photo you may see some orbs yeah so my dad takes his camera and he starts shooting away. We come home, he gets it loaded onto the uh, computer and he prints a couple of these out. Sure enough, there were orbs in them. Wow. Yeah. So you never know. You never know. You don't. You don't. Yeah. But, you know, we just think it's really fascinating, you know, the profession that you're in because we are always questioning and, and trying to understand the paranormal side of life and death. Like what, mm -hmm. I think that's life's greatest question. What happens when you die? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What happens with all the energy? Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, there were times with this, where I had my apprenticeship again, I was walking past this one building on our grounds because it was many buildings on this, this huge ground not, I can't say the name of the funeral. Yeah. But okay, so I'm, I'm walking by this one building on the sidewalk, like, and it's all window for this one side of the uh, building. And you can kind of like see your reflection in the 
the window. Mm -hmm. And as I was walking by it, I saw these this orb fly out of my head. Oh. Whoa. Now, somebody explain that to me, please, because I didn't feel any release or I didn't feel mm -hmm. possessed. Yeah. I mean, nothing like that. I was just walking by and in the reflection of the, the window, I could see this orb fly out of the top of my head. And see, I believe that those type of orbs over photo orbs any day. Yeah. 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 Those, you know, visible orbs, I've seen them. And I mean, it could so, just have been a spirit around you and you came into their space and they went a different direction, you know? Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, sorry, I'm in your space. And I've, I've had psychics and mediums look at me and go, you have a attachment. And I'm like, whatever. And maybe, who knows, but maybe there was something attached to you just because you were walking through there. Yeah. And like Jen said, they just came and went, mm -hmm. you know, you, we may I not feel, a, you know, we may not get the chills or anything like that. You Thanks. reminded me of, of a story I have. Okay. This is relating in my mid twenties back to that apartment that mm -hmm. I lived at. Um, there was, it was several towns away. There was this sweet little grandma figure I used to go to for tarot card readings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I had been meaning to go to her. I I went to her often enough. You know, she knew my name and she had a different deck of cards she would use for me. And well, anyway, so I had been experiencing like a little voice inside of my head that just seemed to be pretty critical of things. Mm -hmm. And it was definitely a Debbie Downer. Oh. This little negative voice. So I went I went to her and she took me into her back room and she's like, You don't bring him in here. Huh? She's like, No, no. Don't you talk to them? Huh. She's like, They they want to make conversation, you tell them to go away and leave you alone. Oh wow. And she said, you know, this is how you get rid of him. And she told me, you know, you have to make it very clear that he is not welcome, that he needs to go and to leave you alone and to stay away. Hmm. And so on my way home in the car from that tarot card reading, I I did just that. I was like, you know, hey, pal, you got to you got to hit the road here. I don't need your negativity. And I'm going to flood myself with, with positivity and, you know, loving light. And I'm going to shoo you away. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was interesting that all that kind of like, it wasn't really my personality. Like the comments I was hearing mm -hmm. in my head, it wasn't my personality. So it seemed odd and it was like a little definitely negative mm -hmm. um so and and then you know she really could see everything and she just clarified that for me i wonder if that was the spirit that moved the spice rat or spices and stuff Could have been. you know i never thought of yeah. that i kind of figured there were several things going on back there yeah mm -hmm. yeah so this old structure was like over 200 years old and it had been moved to this property from another area um, that there were battles 
you know, oh, a long okay. time ago on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, there were the horses on the bottom. And then above the horses was where I lived mm -hmm. with my roommate. And then up in the attic, there was another small apartment. Tom lived up there. And at the time, we didn't have like a TV. We just were young mm -hmm. and basically broke and you know, we really didn't need it either. Mm -hmm. So we weren't gonna, you know, buy a TV, but he, he always, Tom always made it real clear to me that anytime I wanted to watch some TV and relax, you know, he was taking his real estate course. I could go on up to his place, make myself at home, put the TV on and, and spend some time up there, not a problem. I, I didn't do that. I never actually did that, but I appreciated the invite. Mm -hmm. But it happened a few times. I'd be down below his apartment in my place, and I would hear heeled boots pacing uh -huh. back wow. and forth the length of his apartment. And the first couple times I was like, Tom's home. I'm going to go up and say hello. And no, Tom was not there. <laughs> <laughs> there was no Tom. So when it happened the second time, I mentioned it to Dee, my roommate, and she said, oh, that's our resident ghost. <laughs> wow. He comes with the place. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that was one spirit. Then there was a poltergeist kind of activity. Mm -hmm. And then whatever decided to cling on to me, I'm not sure if that's a third or, or what. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was but that anyway. was that apartment in New Jersey? Yes. Wow. Yes. Oh. And now New Jersey has a lot of history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Definitely. So, a lot of paranormal activity for some reason he, in that state. A lot. The Jersey lot Devil. Very, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's right. I never saw him though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. When yeah. you were when you were telling us that story about the the reading that you got. Yeah. I was thinking in my mind, oh, we should have, if I had known that when we were in New Orleans, we should have went to a psychic and oh, had her do a reading. It would have been cool. We could have done yeah. a group one or something. <laughs> well, you know, we can all like reunite. Yes, yeah. for place sure. To, to join up. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't wait to go back. I'm like, oh, we love it down there. It's so much there. fun. So yeah. much fun. It is. It is. And you know what is great about that time that we were there? There was hardly anybody in the city <laughs> like know, well, good we, and bad but <laughs> yeah but, but what, yeah it was great because like when thursday when we got there we were just walking around we were walking on the streets and literally nobody on the street at all so you yeah. kind of got a feeling of like the you know how desolate it, it was mm -hmm. for a city that's so alive with activity on a nor exactly. you know normally yes i i enjoyed it actually because i could like <laughs> Not have to worry about a million people walking in my way. I could right. look at the architecture and the structures and the. It's it's a good time to go if you're not a fan of crowds. Yeah. Because I think any other time you're going to have lots of crowds. Yeah. And normally, you know, it is lots of crowds. But you know, I wonder how the spirit activity has been during the COVID times because of. The fear factor, right? Because people's emotions are so incredibly heightened, and you know they have their neighbor perhaps that passed away, or maybe an uncle, and they still got to go to the grocery store, yeah. still got to get some food, and every once in a while you 
you just need to take off that mask and breathe. Oh, yeah. And but the fear is like, you can just about feel it. Yeah, definitely. And I was thinking the other day about, you know, like, so many people couldn't attend funerals or they weren't yes. having funerals for people who passed because of the COVID. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know, what, what, how does the spirit, you know, or the person who passed away, how, how do they feel that nobody can I come wonder. in and mourn them properly? I wouldn't say properly, but, you know, in a way that yeah, we I normally know. do. Mm-hmm. Right. You right. know, as I always think about that. I'm like, it's just so sad because like, thank, I'm not, I don't know, I'll just say this, but like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad my dad passed when he did, because if I wasn't able to go and see him when he was uh, sick or go to his funeral, I wouldn't be uh, here. Right. <laughs> like I would be in uh, the funny farm because, you know, like that, that was important to me. And I, it, you, it's, know. you know, and it's extra tough being the daughter because yeah. it's like daddy's little girl. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's a tough one. Yeah, that is. But you know, like, before COVID, like, you know, people are like, okay, we have to have this funeral. We got to go to the funeral. We got to go to the funeral. It's so important to do that because when you can't do that and you can't say a proper goodbye or right. even be with somebody when they pass. and to somebody grieve has, together. Yeah. yeah. You can't yeah. grieve together. And, and for people, there's so many people that passed away alone, you know, um, like, yes. where, you know, what's going through your mind when you're all by yourself? And you're oh. the only thing you see is somebody in a, like a space suit, right? <laughs> like before you die. Like, oh God, <laughs> that'd know. be awful. I know. Would... You know, it's it's. I always think about those things, like that strange, weird things mm-hmm. go through my head all the time, right? That's why we yeah. do the show, right? <laughs> but 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 you know, it did happen with a lot of people in yeah. um, the nursing homes. Yeah. The family couldn't come in and visit them, and yeah. the COVID would just spread through there and and take its victims and the family couldn't come in and, and give a goodbye. Yeah. I do know I had a lot of the funerals in like the past 12 months or more. We've had a lot of videos, a lot of videotaping. Okay. And so they, they put that on the internet and so anyone can pretty much see that funeral, which I think is a wonderful idea. Yeah, for sure. Yes. It's almost like watching mass on television, you know, for yeah. shut-ins or something. <laughs> yes, but, for the shut-ins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I never thought about that. And that, mm-hmm. w- that would be interesting, too, to watch those videotapes of those to see if you see any, any orbs, apparitions orbs, or orbs, apparitions, yeah. <laughs> you yes. know, moving objects in the funeral home. Uh, that yeah. would be really awesome if some people would come forward mm-hmm. with their videotape because they caught something at a funeral or a visitation. Yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have to get on YouTube and look. Oh. I think that could be really cool. We're going to be up all night Googling this stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. But uh, I had a question down here. and I, I don't know. It's more of a funny thing than anything, but it, I just imagine you – preparing a body in that and having a twin come in and talk to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How mess with your mind. Yeah. Right. I never thought of that. Yeah. What if a twin passes away? Cause I noticed ah. it cause I had my question typed up here and it says, have you ever been visited by a trim? I'm like, a what? 
<laughs> I, I typed oh, it down it is, wrong. I was going to ask you, what is a twin? <laughs> Man, a twin. I guess it's a twin. <laughs> oh, well, let, let me tell you, I have had not that experience, but something, it was just a little mind-blowing. Okay, back when I was an apprentice again, doing these embalmings, and on my way home, you know, I, I lived about an hour away. So I would stop in at Walmart and, and get some groceries or some Tylenol or whatever I needed. Mm-hmm. I'd be in an aisle and, I, you know, it happened several times. I'm standing there and I'm deciding which product is the best one. And I turn around and there's somebody who looks like the person I just <laughs> involved. Oh, my God. Like a lookalike. <gasps> like they could be sisters or brothers or... <laughs> <laughs> or that person your ghost. head turns and then the turns back and it stares <laughs> and they're like what are you looking at <laughs> i just yeah. saw you <laughs> 20 minutes ago <laughs> yeah. but people do have lookalikes oh yeah, yeah. you know and yeah. it, it just seemed like that did happen a few times oh my god that would be so <laughs> freaky <laughs> it really yeah you're walking down an aisle and the person walking towards you is like two days ago (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's good Mm -hmm. stuff that's great (laughs) oh i could go on for hours but sadly we have to call it bring the show to the end but you know, oh. we truly, truly appreciate you coming on and sharing oh, it's my pleasure. all of your stories. And, and yeah. we would love to have you That's back anytime. Oh, I would love to be back. Yeah, talk so about maybe next time I can get the video thing to work. <laughs> or we could just do it live. Yeah. Do hey. it in person in, in person, New Orleans. In New Orleans. <laughs> oh, that On would be our front awesome. porch. Yes. Yes. Or in the parlor where they used Ooh. to have their yeah, home funerals. Sandwiches. Yeah. That too. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. You know, and it would also be interesting if like there were a crowd of people. So this would be like COVID is kind of on its way out. Mm-hmm. People are gathering again in New Orleans. If people could come forward and tell their ghost story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. We'd love that. That would be so cool. But like we say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you yes, for coming a on. times. Um, Thank you for having me. We love you and hope to see you again. Uh, yes. I love soon. you too, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. And we want to remind our listener, please, please, please get up on our website. Um, we have t-shirts for sale on the website. Uh, and also, if you need any ghost hunting equipment, please click on that ghost stop button. Check out what they have. And uh, it helps out the show. If you do purchase something through Go Stop, we get a very small percentage of the sale. It doesn't cost you anything more. It's just it's an affiliate link, and it's kind of their way of helping us advertise their business. So get up on the website, grab some T-shirts, uh, have a great week, share the show, all the things we always say, and we'll leave you with some Black Friday holiday. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Try